0: What is a solopreneur, you might ask? A solopreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. Okay, what is going on? We are back on another podcast, and I'm stoked today because we have someone that is coming on for the second time. Not too many people that can say that. So we have the one, the only Mikey Lucas coming back on the show. Thanks for hopping on with us again, Mikey.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, brother.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. And a lot has changed since we, what is that? Like, I think it's been what, year and a half, two years, maybe?
1: Almost, yeah, two years, I think now. Yeah. When I was, out in, I was out in San Diego with you. Yeah. been Almost two years. Yeah.
0: Been a while. And so I know a ton has changed um, and me and you, we didn't talk for a long time either. Last time I saw you was at um SolarCon. This guy was running around in his uh, what's that Middle Eastern getup? It's, a call, he, it's, a th- it's called a thobe. Thobe, okay. <laughs> so he's running around in this thobe and <laughs> telling people about this energy fun. But uh, yeah, you definitely drew some attention. I was like, Who is this? is this? We got Iraqis running around over here. Who is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even recognize you until, like, the second layers, a, bunch, a bunch of dudes were like, yo, did you, did you, like,
1: convert to, to Islam? And I was like, no, nah, man, Jesus is Lord, bro. We're so good, bro. It's just a cultural <laughs>
0: thing. <bro. Chill." laughs> yeah. So yeah, I know you're doing some cool stuff and um, maybe you can tell everyone why you're wearing that and everything. But um, yeah, do you want to tell us what you've been up to the past year and a half? So, and any you've kind of transitioned, you're not selling solar, at least I don't think you're selling solar day to day anymore, but you're doing a lot of other things. So yeah, do you want to give us just kind of a quick update on what you've been up to the past year, year and a half? Sure, sure. So I'll kind of
1: give like the uh, the overview, but then I kind of, I want I would like to talk about like why it happened. Um, yeah. But yeah, cool. so basically, what I'm doing right now, uh, I'm a. I transitioned. My my end goal um, was to become the bank. So eventually, I wanted to own a bank, right? Uh, be in, in venture capitalist, uh be an institutional investor, and an angel investor. I was looked up to those guys. Those guys are the guys that were driving the Rolls Royces, they had all the nice, you know, the beautiful families, the nice homes, and all that stuff. And that was like what I what I thought I wanted. But in reality, um, what I actually wanted was I wanted a challenge, and door to door absolutely challenged me for you know the decade I did it. I you know installed a, in my career uh, within my offices 178 million dollars in solar, 27 of that was my own uh, million was my own, and uh, I knew that I wanted to get challenged. So the next uh, progression, kind of like going from a real estate agent to a real estate investor to then a builder and then you know a You know, the bank was for for Mikey Lucas was, you know, go in, be a setter and then go in, you know, be a a closer self-generate, then go and get leads. Then you'll start your own kind of management and kind of work your way up to regional manager whatever, whatever, and then start your own dealer and so on and so forth. Um, Kind of the same concept within door to door. I knew that energy was definitely my industry I wanted to stay in. It was my expertise. You know, I, I technically fought oil and gas for a long time, but I didn't. Wasn't really fighting oil and gas. I was fighting this uh, this systemic issue we have with our energy, with an energy crisis that we all believe in, and we all know that is just true. Um, I, I actually get more afraid. I know you're in California, so you see them more prevalent than we do here in Texas. But I am um, actually more afraid of our energy grid and energy uh, production when i see more teslas and electric cars on the road it actually scares the crap out of me because i know how much power those things pull i mean if you've ever if you guys own a house you've ever seen your ear with your tesla pulled in or plugged in rather you know that meter spins very 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 fast like let alone if you have your ac on in the summertime and your tesla plugged in golly that thing is moving quick so i knew that there was a major problem and um you know Jim Rohn talks about we we get paid for the problems that we solve, and I think that this is a major problem, which is why I started the American Energy Fund with my partner Brad Barons. You know, we believe that we need to have a, a clean transition uh, to a sustainable energy future, and and you know, we can't necessarily rely on the government to help us get there, but we can, um, as entrepreneurs, as as business professionals, we can do that. So that's what we started. You know, the American Energy Fund for. Uh, you know, we, we we're putting. I always tell people well, like, you know, hey, you know, while you're partying on a Saturday, we're going to go make sure we keep the lights on. So I I know that if we don't do something about it now, um, there's a chance that the electric grids in the United States, not just here in Texas, but the electric grids in the, in the States. Um, first of all, they're extremely vulnerable. But, you know, if we don't do something about it now, um, we're going to have major issues in the next foreseeable future. So that's why I started the grid uh, I started the American Energy Fund. But, yeah, I, um, you know, I've got a mastermind. I coach. I don't do I don't do any sales anymore. I just do financial coaching education. So I help uh, solar professionals, door to door professionals, real estate professionals as well um, create twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a month in passive income. So you know it's. Nice. It's, it's easy to make money. It's the hard part's keeping it right. The easy yeah. parts, the hard parts, not a uh, hard part's not making it. The hard part's keeping it and, and investing it well. And um, that the issue is that there's, you know, there's TikTok experts online and gurus on YouTube and yeah. most of them don't tell you what the billionaires are telling you. So my, my motto or investment thesis is invest, invest like a billionaire, not a millionaire. So nice. that's kind of what I've been up to Taylor. That's what I got, bro. Awesome.
0: That's awesome. And hey, by the way, you got your your Vegas Golden Knights uh, get up on so. Congrats on the win. Well, appreciate Go it. <laughs>
1: Go. Love us or hate us, baby, we're still the winners.
0: Uh, yeah, We've got the sports themes going. If you're looking at the video, I got my uh, little Padres shirt on, so still so pods. We're in the teams. Yeah, All
1: right. uh, we're gonna we're gonna win the, uh, the the ship here
0: this year as well. The Padres. I uh, know. I hope so. I hope so. I'm not really a baseball fan, but uh, went to a game. They gave me the shirt, and I'm like, hey, love, that shirt love is sick. Padres. That shirt <laughs> is sick, bro. <laughs> Hawaiian Padres. <laughs> I like it. Oh, yeah. Was it on a Sunday or a Saturday? Uh, when it was like on a Wednesday, I think so really? it's last week it's funny yeah i went with a bunch of our team and none of them really are padres fans so by like the fifth inning there was only like three of us left at the game We're <laughs> like the box seats, just you know eating food and stuff but it was fun it's a good it's time
1: i have a restaurant i have an ever in Padres stadium actually
0: oh really yeah. okay Hey. i have to hit it up next time um but anyways not to turn this into a sports podcast that's for next show, I guess. Um, but no, it's cool to hear what you're doing. And uh, what I like about that is most solar reps probably don't even care, especially starting out, like, I know I, I didn't know about any of this stuff and I didn't know we were in an energy crisis. So that is good to know. And cool to hear that people are thinking about that, um, for our future generations. But yeah, that reminds me like, you know, what happened in California in EM three where they're now requiring batteries. And I don't know. I think that's part of the reason California did that. It seems like to maybe take stress off the grid so much and have people be more self-sufficient. So what's your thoughts on that? And do you think what California did, do you think that's headed to other markets um, in the near future? or What do you think about that? Yeah,
1: dude. So yeah, I, I, I do agree um, to a certain extent. So let me explain myself on that. Um, Elon has always said that, you know, and, and most of my, just to be clear, most of my information comes from Elon. I'd say over, you know, between 50 and 60% of my information comes from Elon. Uh, and then I obviously go source it and check it. But most of it comes from Elon. Elon's obviously a really, really big thinker and a big supporter of Elon um, mm-hmm. in most of his life, right? Not all of his life, but most of his life. I, I agree. He's got some, you know, if if you believe in a meritocracy where like the best idea wins, Elon's ideas are typically pretty good, right? Um, for the most part. Um, and he hasn't been wrong very, very much as of uh, recently um, over the last at least 10, 15 years. So um, Elon has always said like one of the reasons he started Solar City was one of the reasons, um, was one, rather one of the results or, or I guess one of the not the results, but one of the plans right inside of the end goal to have a sustainable energy future, like a green future, basically to transition out of fossil fuels into a re- renewable sustainable energy future is what his goal with Solar City was um, and Tesla's now. But his idea was to have microgrids. So one of the one of the things he was talking about with with Tesla energy, with the batteries, Tesla, the power walls was to be able to store the power during a crisis be able to uh give the power back to the power grid which is basically these little you know little neighborhoods if you will of microgrids now is it is the energy grid set up to do that no the energy grid is to set up to do one thing from power company, from power generation to the homes and the businesses, not the other way around. But if we transition to that in the future, um, or if we can get more micro grids on the grid, on our grid, then yes, absolutely. It's going to get to that point. And I think that's just one of the smartest things they can do. The hard part is um, if we use California as an example, right? It's like, you know, that California has its issues in and of itself, right? So they're buying, uh, they're, they're shutting down nuclear, natural gas and coal power plants left and right, which is what's led to this massive sp- spiking cost and you know it's almost like you're 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 it's a no-brainer to do solar in california i don't care what utility you're in you know sub-utility whatever you're in it is an absolute no-brainer it's almost like you're an idiot if you don't do solar in california i mean if, yeah. you, if you if you can if you can own your home yeah so do i see that happening in the future yes the same thing they're trying i've been wanting when i worked at, at solar city which is tesla now um in, back in the day i would watch the the texas public utilities commission's videos and uh they were talking about like having microgrids the same concept concept. And yeah, it, it seems like that's going to be going where the future is at. Now, what the cool thing is, Taylor, is that that's actually already happening overseas. So in America, we just turn the lights on, and expect the lights to, sh- to turn on. Overseas, yeah. which you've been overseas and I've been overseas as well, they don't just have readily available a- access to el- electricity like we do here. So it is a privilege to have sol- to have electricity. Overseas, they're actually built, instead of instead of running in very expensive lines from power companies and generations and trans- transmission centers, they're actually just creating uh, battery backup. Um, and, and or diesel uh, a battery, a, a diesel uh, powered, um, uh, basically micro grids and a little central stations for power for the villages, small cities and towns. And that's mm. happening right now. We actually, uh, we're working on a project in Thailand right now where we're doing that. So to for, for them to be able to send the power back in, it's going to cost an extra like 150 grand uh, USD, American dollar, to be able to get more electricity for, they've already built this, it was a small village, then it became a town. It's almost to a city now, so they don't have enough power. So they're basically living on some electricity like bulbs but they don't have AC they don't have any of these and it's hot in Thailand if you've ever been there it's like the Philippines it's thinking hot all the time all yeah. day long it's like mm. it's like you know Florida, twenty four seven. But yeah, so the, the microgrids they will get there absolutely. That's going to be one of the best things that's ever that's ever happened to the electricity market. Um, it's kind of like with with shoes. I heard this the other day. Um, I watched the movie Air last night with my wife. Um, okay. Shoes. Um, they changed shoes twice before you know the Jordans came out. Is what the guy said. They got the guy yeah. that created the Jordans or the engineer yeah. the Jordans. He's like okay. the first the first one for the last six hundred years was. They were just the same shoe, and the only distinction. There's been two distinctions now: is the shoes, and then the left from the right shoe. Uh, mm. So it's kind of funny. It's like the power grid is this old, outdated grid. So yes, Taylor, do I see microgrids coming in? Yeah. Um, the key here is not just okay, cool. There's going to be microgrids. For me, it's how do we capitalize on that? How do we make money on that? It's not just by just selling solar. It is for your listeners and for yourself. It is hey, go make money by putting up little power plants on homes. And then how do you now invest in that on a a utility scale as an investor? And absolutely, all of your listeners can absolutely do that. And we're doing that through the American Energy Fund. So yeah, it's a a big deal. I love, 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 love investing in the grid.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've heard from people that know more about it, like overseas, a lot of countries, when people go solar, it's not like where they just add up solar panels. It's like they do the whole home. They add the batteries, they add... Um, I don't know, generator, like a bunch of other stuff as they're doing it, so um, yeah, I think. <laughs> that's probably where it's headed and it's cool to hear about that um but no that's cool and so i want to switch shift gears a little bit and um i don't know if everyone knows but probably most people at this point know that you also were on a podcast called road to the golden door which is super dope and i was um yeah i gotta be on that and i think it just came out you just did it just uh, release yesterday or something last night Yep. yep. okay sweet it is premiered okay premiered sweet so at the time of this um it's probably been out for a few weeks at this point so you can go check that out. We'll link to it. But super cool podcast and it's really cool because you're teaching guys how they can um, like the mindset they need to get their first golden door, and um, guys that have gotten multiple golden doors. So it's really cool. I think what you're doing um, for like the whole door-to-door industry. So I want to shift gears and talk about that a little bit. Why did you decide to start this podcast and focus in on just that one thing, helping guys get a golden door award? Okay,
1: so this is this is not public yet, but this is a marketing thing. So this is for the listeners. Um, most people they start a podcast without an intention. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my mentor, Cole Hatter, always told me, Hey, don't start a podcast unless you can monetize it, unless you can make money on it in some way, fashion, or form. And I was like, Okay. So I actually started a like just an interviewing podcast to like, you know, whatever, get in front of more people before. Um, I don't even remember what it was called. It was something, something about money, right? It was like some wealth, whatever, right? Wealth, yeah. wealthy millennial or something like that, right? Okay. Um, it didn't really go anywhere. Um, and I was like, cause I, cause I didn't have like a passion up for it and I, I didn't know what I was doing. So the real reason why I started it was really two things. One, I needed to get in front of my client avatar. My client avatar is a golden door award winner because golden door award winners make half million dollars, $2 million a year, which means they have major problems with time to be able to go and invest. And the ability to know what to invest into, and yeah. also they have a huge tax, uh, a tax, a tax, a, you know, they have a huge tax liability. Yeah. To, you know, they pay a lot of money in taxes. Yeah. And so my fund actually helps target that, those kind of people. So one, what most people don't understand about podcasts or even marketing in general is they think just starting a podcast, you just start a podcast. Well, why do you start a podcast? I didn't just start the podcast just to make money on it. But I, this is not charity, right? Like I'm married. I'm going to have kids soon. Like I, I'm doing this. This is a long This is there. I have three podcasts this week. One with one with you here. And then two on, for my show, like I'm not just spending an hour and a half, to, five hours out of my out of my week, six hours out of my week when I'm working 100 hours a week, 96 hours a week, every single week for the last couple of years. Right. You know, I'm, that's a lot of time. So the reason why I started was because one, I wanted to, there was one way to get in front of people that mm-hmm. I would never have gotten in front of in the first place, but it's also solving, solving a major problem. Right. Okay? A lot of people, okay, uh, most people are not like you, Taylor, where you, at, you have a show and you're actually helping and adding value to the, the industry. I wanted to, I wanted to lift up on lift up on a pedestal a lot of these top guys and girls that are in the industry. So, the, so the number two thing why I did it was to to lift up the people that are already there. Like they get one picture, one moment on stage, and now they're getting their name, their brand. You know, them get putting out. Them to get put out on the internet. So the reason why I targeted Golden Door Award winners solely on um, the top one percent of the door door industry is because I want I want to promote them. I'm like yo, yeah. this is this is my podcast, but I'm promoting you, bro. Like recruit on this show, Do Whatever you want to do, promote you, bro. Like why are you the best? Yeah. Let's put yeah. you out there. And then thirdly, um, is because obviously I wanted to add add value to the industry as a whole, but I wanted to I wanted to nurture um, and, and and add value back to the top dogs because the top yes. dogs it's very lonely on top yeah. so i built the podcast really not for the entire industry though the industry va- gets value from it i built it so that other other golden door World winners can go listen to the other golden door World winners and see how much they're struggling and their ashton buswell after um, uh three months of hitting a hundred you know 200 deals in three months <laughs> thought he wanted to quit the yeah. very week after he hit that goal was like i'm done i want to quit i don't think i can do this anymore and luckily his wife was like you know hit him back into shape and got it back on doors. But like yeah. the, to be able to use Road to the Golden Door as a, as a platform for the weaknesses of the top dogs so that other top dogs, uh, top Gs in, in the industry know that we don't, you're not the only one struggling. Right, you're not the only one struggling. You're not the only one with relationship issues. You're not the only one with company issues. You're not the only one with utility issues, bank issues, uh, you know, financial issues, whatever. You're not the only one with health issues. You're right. not the only one. I want you to feel like you have a community, and that's what I built it for. Yeah, boom, that's awesome. Yeah, I've learned, I've learned, a, I've learned a ton from it too. My gosh, I learned every. I'm like taking three pages of notes from these guys. (laughs)
0: yeah I know I'm in the same boat and what's really cool is I think like you said it brings it to a level where people can kind of relate more with these guys I know when I started I thought like oh I could never hit that many deals I can never be on stage but as you like listen to them um, you hear that hey they're just regular dudes and I think people realize that as I've done a podcast too is like that's what I try to talk about in my podcast every week how I didn't close this deal I struggled in this way didn't spend enough time with my wife here um so like Even though we're Golden Door Award winners, we all have a lot of struggles and um, yeah, it's really cool what you're doing to relate with them. Um, so how many episodes have you had? How many uh, guys have you interviewed on it up to this point?
1: Uh, we're, we're just over 40 episodes now. Okay. Yeah. We're just over 40 now. And, uh, it's going really well. I can't wait to have some of these guys back on because some of these guys are, you know, five time, four time platinum golden door award winners, right? I just had Troy to on and, and he was like a, yeah. he's like a three time platinum, right? Yeah. Which is like a, like, like you hit double golden door three years in a row twice. So it yeah. just keeps hitting platinum. Now the guy's just insane. You know, Eric Salazar, Michael O'Donnell. I mean, these guys are just like year after year. Michael Schmelzer, Justin Knutson. These guys are year after year after year hitting yeah. it. Um, You know, Colby Free is a two time, about to be three time Golden Door winner. I've had him on multiple. Uh, I've had it him on. Uh, yeah. I mean, these guys are just like, just killers. So it, it's cool, man. About 40 episodes, a little over 40 episodes, and it's going well. I haven't thrown any money at it, really. So yeah. I want to, I'm about to, I'm actually about to, I'm about to start throwing some money at it and start to grow it a little bit more. But, you know, I, uh, I've i got some really good feedback, which is cool, man. People are like really liking it. I mean, there's like bombs being dropped on this thing like it's like yeah. i'm a, i'm becoming a really good interviewer and yeah. uh, I think that's what the cool thing is because like I'm not there to talk. It's not a sales podcast. Yeah, it's not a sales podcast. It's a it's a life podcast. I'm not, I'm, but I'm just interviewing you know these all stars like yourself.
0: You you yeah. dropped bombs. I was
1: like I had two <laughs> and a half pages of notes on your podcast alone.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was a good time. And no, you're doing great work with it. I've yeah, I need to go catch up on all episodes. But I've listened a ton. There's a ton of value there. So we wow. appreciate what you're doing with that. And what's cool is Mike you're a year I think 2019 didn't we both step on the stage same year. not in 2019
1: i hit it before golden door was a golden door in dallas texas in 2016 but i also technically hit it in 2020 which i didn't know um Uh, and i I don't have the award from 2020 but i did hit it in 2020 as well okay
0: yeah so (laughs) that's what's really cool (laughs) yeah two time so you're not only one yourself but you're interviewing the top guys who are and and like you said it's cool because like I got my Golden Door Award, but sometimes interviewing some of these guys that are like multiple platinum, um, hitting like two three Golden Doors every year. It's like, man, I got a long ways to go. I thought I was good, but these guys are <laughs> just on another level. So, uh, yeah, it's cool to kind of expand the vision and hear the possibilities, see what guys are doing hit some of these numbers. But, yeah, speaking of that, I want to dive in a little bit. Like, what do you see as you've done these interviews and only done um, people who've hit these Golden Door Awards? Do you have any like common themes for people who are trying to hit their first golden door? What are some common themes you see across all the success these guys are having that you could share with our listeners?
1: Sure. Yeah. So for the listeners that are trying to hit it, um, there's like I can do it in sections, right? So the guys that are trying to hit guys and girls that are trying to hit it. um, The main things that I see is that um, the golden door award winner, he or she first believed that they could hit it Mm -hmm. Um, the only like, I think it was like one, I think it was like Austin Stoker, like didn't even know it was a thing. (laughs) <laughs> um I mean, there was like maybe one or two guys that were like i didn't even know it was like a thing and then i was told it was a thing um i think there's one other guy um so there's a couple of things so one they believed that they were going to hit it they, they set the goal i'm going to go hit a golden door so it's almost like they were at door to door con the previous year and they're like i want to be on stage and they went and got it right that was that so they had an actual end goal so there was at least clarity on what they wanted um two i would say that they one of the main things is that it, we've had. I've seen rookies hit it first year in door to door ever, um, mm-hmm. and we've obviously seen veterans hit it. So if you're a rookie, you can still hit it. Especially now this year, you can hit it as a setter this year. So I'm yeah. excited to see the amount of setters that hit 200 deals this year. That's I'm like really excited to see that because yeah. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of recognition that's not being given out. So I'm really glad Sam did that. Yeah. Um, so that's rookies true. can hit it, uh, and I've seen rookies hit it. I mean, they these guys just they just hit it. They just there's not yeah. like oh I'm not good at it yet. Um, Rookies have hit it and veterans have also hit it. Um, yeah. I would say a couple of the the main things that if if you're trying to hit it for the first year this year is these guys really had a not a not a bulletproof routine, but they had some sort of a structured plan routine that they're like their standards were. I'm on doors at 9 a.m. I'm, you know, at the gym at 7 a.m. I'm in bed by midnight. Like they, they had yeah. some sort of like, a, it wasn't a routine. So that's, that's the problem. I have a routine tailor actually is like routines mm-hmm. have to change a lot. Cause like, if like I'm on doors at 9 a.m. Well, what if you have a 9 a.m. appointment? You're not on doors. And then you're like, ah, oh, well, now my week's screwed up. No, stop, chill. Yeah. They just had a standard that they were, they treated themselves as if they were almost W2 employees. They were working from nine. Like right. that's just what it was. Or nine to seven, whatever. Right. Like some guys are like, I will be home with my wife. At 5 a.m. for dinner every day. Uh, I haven't seen one guy that hit Golden Door that's ever done that. Yeah. Not one. If for the guys that were married, right, they pre overcame that issue of hey, I, you know, I agree with my wife that I'm going to be home at five o'clock every single day. Well, brother, mm-hmm. you don't have 50 grand a month coming in. Every single month, you're not going to be able to be home with your wife at 5 AM. You know what you need to do is you need to structure uh, quality time with your wife when you're not at work and actually get your wife on board to support you to do that, so that you guys can go eventually hit your goals. So they also had a plan with their wives. They had to get their wife or their significant other. If you have, if you don't have a wife uh, or a husband at that time, right? Like, Mm. good. Like, go and work as hard as you possibly can. But if you do have a wife, or a lot of the guys that do have wives and kids. Um, they structured out the 16-hour uh, workday Sunday through Sunday. That yeah. There was a, there was some sort of a, a clarity on where you're going to spend time with your kids, where it's playing time with your wife, playing time with your kids throughout their yeah. week, and they stuck to that. Um, so a lot of the guys, they took all of Sunday. And they worked with their family all of Sunday. And that was their nice. thing. And you know, it's like, then the wife has to get on board with that. And you got to sell your wife on being on board during that year. Um, yeah. How does Troy DeBennowitz, a three-time platinum golden ore guy, how does he have six kids and a wife? Like, come on, bro. Like we like we act like, Oh, I, I have a wife. I can't. It's like, no, you can, you can. Yeah. Um, obviously is there different situations? Like I would say definitely the, uh, like the first kid is uh-huh. definitely a lot harder than like the sixth kid, but, yeah. um, or fifth kid. Right. So there's a situation there. Um, I know that, uh, yeah, anyways, um, the, the the other, yeah, having having um, a little bit of clarity, I think the hard part is what the guys that have not hit it yet, they hit 50, 60 deals a year, um, why they're not hitting hundred, 130 or 100 self-chance or 200 deals, you know, the point system, that's a point system now, but yeah. um, why they're not hitting it is because they're going too fast. Taylor, mm-hmm. they're not slowing down to think
0: yeah
1: um it, it just it's a it's just this uh the book really good book if you haven't ever read it it's a it's a, it's a christian book um called a ruthless elimination of hurry hmm. it okay. is one of the best books to like hey buddy you got to slow down like slow down prepare for war then go into war then when you come back prepare again plan have a strategy then go into war. we just live in this like ongoing war which is why they call it the solar coaster um that ends up making your brain after three to
0: six months wanna to go to the easy route. Yeah. I would say that that's the main thing. I things. love that. Yeah, it's huge. That's cool. And I know a lot of guys have come and talked. Ashton, he's a good guy that talks about kinda of like he's got a lot lots of kids. The wife talks about that. So that's something I thought about a lot as I'm having kids and kinda of in that same stage. But another thing too, I would say, and you'd probably agree with this, is I've seen top producers as I've interviewed them. It's like like you're talking about the routine and we're all going to get off that routine. We're all going to have days where we got out late or where like the point we're in the appointment messed up or knocking and so I've seen in top producers and I've also noticed in myself that these top guys when they get off that routine they don't beat themselves up and take like the whole day off or take like another couple hours off because um, I think a lot of lower producers they get in this all or nothing mindset where it's like oh I didn't get out on the doors by 10 a.m. so now this whole day is shot we'll just uh, go to the movies and start over tomorrow it's like no you still got four hours right now to go out and knock you can still go make this day make something this day and not just scrap the whole thing so i think that's another big thing i've seen it's not all or nothing it's you you uh, go with the punches and Sometimes things aren't going to go your way. Maybe something came up in the morning with kids, whatever, but you're going out still and you're, um, you know, making what you can of the time you do have. So I think, I think that's the main thing, thing. There is just,
1: Yeah. Like how do you deal with adversity? I yeah. don't know if uh, like, if there's anything, any attribute that I saw the consistent consistency throughout the, all of them is every single one of them had a really good way at dealing with adversity. Yeah. They like anticipated bad weather happening. Mm and what happens in Florida when a hurricane comes and you did not anticipate. Yeah. And like we don't think about that as entrepreneurs. I was just talking with one of my one of my assistants a second ago. I was like I think when people yeah, like they in other words they're just they're just not anticipating. I'm, I don't want to get into that story as it'll take up 5 minutes, but basically yeah. people are not anticipating. It's almost like hey, we told you that there was a war coming or there's a storm coming, you know, financial financial turmoil is coming like prepare, prepare, prepare. And you starting to see all these millionaires and, you know, saying, man, I, I just, I lost, you know, 300 million of my net worth. You're like, did you not, did you not see the signs? Like even them, like even these guys are, are not, you know, they're not susceptible or whatever that they still can get hit by these financial downturns, which is happening right now. And it's going to happen in the future. Yeah, Like we're just not preparing. It's like, dude, you, you, Good thing for us we have i mean solar guys we have a very stable uh people are gonna be buying power they, they will they will miss their mortgage before they miss their power bill it's really hard <laughs> i was just talking to somebody about this the other day. <laughs> it's really hard to lie about you didn't pay the power bill but it's easy to to hide that you didn't pay your mortgage. Yeah. You can't lie about not paying your power bill. Well, they took the they turned the power off with your <laughs> with your mortgage. You can you can lie about that. You can hide that. I actually missed a mortgage three times. Right. Uh, years ago. Years ago. Yeah. People ask me, like, Mikey, what 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 keeps you motivated? Uh, I never want to miss three mortgages ever again.
0: <laughs> mortgage <laughs> well, it's it's funny here in California, at least San Diego, people can miss power since COVID. They put like a policy in place where like they can miss power bills and they don't shut the power off. That's actually an objection. Strangely enough, that's an objection I've had to overcome in solar out here because they're like, uh, well, SDG&E, they let me miss my power bill. So with solar, can I like just skip payments a few times if I want to? And I'm like, uh, no, not really. So, so that's like something that I've had to kind of overcome. I'm like, man, they're just letting some people skip power bills without really a payment or a penalty. But I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully they change that. I don't get yeah, it we, very we often, but.
1: The, when you're the monopoly, you can do whatever you want, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Here we go. Don't worry. We'll just put it up. We'll just put it on rears. We'll put it on the back end. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's crazy. But uh, that's, that's good. Uh, good things. And yeah, I love what you're doing again with the podcast, Mikey. And so something I wanted to get into, just touch on, I know we talked about this in the podcast, me and you did together as well but um, I know another common thing that we talked about in our podcast is a lot of these guys have systems in place and I know you're big on like virtual assistants systems in your own business Um, and that's something I talk about as well so from you that's had assistants can you talk about that like how maybe people could apply that and I don't know possibly get like VAs like what systems you have in your business that you'd maybe recommend for other people trying to like build a brand or maybe things that could help as they're trying to kind of uh offload things offload tasks
1: yeah sure so this this podcast is brought to you by google.com um, you should use excel or a, a google sheets um, <laughs> mm-hmm. the first thing you need to do is write out what details happen in every job to move the job from sale to pto if you don't have that written out like what's the first thing sales yeah. sign docs okay what's the second thing did i turn the docs in what's the fourth thing cool or the third thing rather did we schedule a site survey? The fourth thing, the site survey happened. Like people are not tracking that, the the crucial things. Like I signed it, did I turn it in? Yeah. Site survey scheduled, did it happen? Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, first thing I would say is, um, the only way that a golden door award winner goes from a single golden door to a double golden door or triple golden door award winner, um, is, is having, um, a system in place, which I will talk, gladly talk about, um, mm. with virtual assistants. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be virtual assistants. Michael Donald, Troy Benowitz, those guys, um, Val, those guys at uh, SunSolar, they, they don't have virtual assistants. They've got American, highly paid people in person. Um, yeah. I, typically, I typically will use Australian, Costa Rican, uh, Mexican, uh, and then Filipino virtual assistants or executive assistants. Um, I don't I don't know like the whole like idea that the two, three, four dollar virtual assistants, um is is, it's as a project manager, you pay for what you get. My top my top um my top girl right now makes almost twenty dollars an hour. And if you look at her benefits and everything she gets, she gets almost thirty bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Um and that but that's my right hand that is like, you know, running all the businesses if I were to, you know. Miss a meeting, she could go in there and negotiate and do the exact same things I can do. But um, the hard, the easy part is everyone knows. So when they're going to listen to this, they're like, "Okay, I'm going to go get a virtual assistant. I'm going to go on Upwork, Fiverr, find virtual assistant, project manager. Perfect. Yeah, Yeah. that's the easy part. (laughs) It's not. It's I actually wrote an article on Entrepreneur about this, Entrepreneur.com about this. Um, you can't, you can't just think that you're going to hire a team of virtual assistants or assistants, whatever, um, of people and then. Without you having a standard operating procedure, they're just going to be able to do it. Like, do you understand how complicated it is to do solar? Like, I know you get it, but like yeah. taking somebody that's, done, that's never even done like the sun run training, like they, they've never, they have ne- they don't even know what PTO even means. Right. Um, if you don't have a system in place of tracking start to finish these jobs and knowing how to solve the problems, whatever, um, it's going to be very hard to hire people and actually let them do it. You're going to be like, they're going to be frustrated. I'm paying this person $10 an hour, 15 bucks an hour, eight bucks an hour, whatever. Um, you know, and they're not doing it. Well, you didn't teach them. And yeah. the hard part about hiring virtual assistants is it takes like three to six months to get them up and running, yeah. especially if you don't have standard operating procedures, especially if you don't have your own CRM built out. For sure. But you can just use a. you can just use Google sheets and uh, that works very well um, at, mm. at the start. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. You can yeah. ask more, I guess, direct questions about it. What, what do you, what do you think?
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, I was just going to say with that, like, I wish I would have done that, whether you have assistance or not. I think this is something every solar rep, every person in solar should be tracking regardless, because I just think back, I think this was like a year and a half, two years ago. I didn't have any systems in place for this stuff. And I remember a deal it was a pretty big system. Like 10 kilowatt was going to make like 16, 17 grand on it. And, um, Three months go by. I'm like, man, this deal is taking a while. And I make a call to the installer. And they're like, oh, we didn't even have a completed site survey yet for this. After three months, they didn't have that site survey done. And obviously, that's like, you know, installation company issues too. But I'm like, man, if I would have been tracking this and if I would have been like going through all my accounts, then I could have saved it. Because sure enough, I call the customer. I'm like, hey, we have to send someone out to do a site survey canceled on the spot He's like, okay, it's ridiculous. Cancel it. And not much I can say at that point. I'm like, yeah, I agree. It is <laughs> it is ridiculous. So I lost out on like 17 grand right there, just because I didn't have a system in place and yeah, I didn't have a CRM, didn't have a way to track this stuff. So I think that's that's huge whether you're gonna get an assistant or not. Like you track it yourself, throw it on a Google Doc at least, bare minimum. And Um, hopefully you don't have like bad installation partners that are going to like keep track of all this stuff, but whether you do or whether you don't, I think it's important for you to be tracking it. Um, but yeah, so like someone starting out, um, if someone were to hire their first, like assistant in solar, do you think that'd be the most important thing you'd say is just someone to kind of like manage your projects or is there anything else you would get an assistant for like speaking to solar directly?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think anybody that intends on hitting a golden door needs a virtual assistant. Uh, Anybody that, that intends on being in any sales position, whether you're a manager setter or a closer, I I think should have a virtual assistant. Now, can you team up with a couple guys and get one and split the cost? Yes. Um, but anybody that's hitting 30 to a hundred deals a year needs a virtual assistant because here's the thing, why this is like the rich dad, poor dad mindset. Mm. If my time is worth $627 an hour, Why am I reaching out to, uh, why, why am I reaching out to my homeowner to to give them an update? Yeah. Why am I, you know, why am I following up with my own, my own customers? Why am I, why am I mowing my, why am I mowing my own lawn? Now this is going to sound really, you know, haughty or whatever, but as a business professional, as an, as an owner, I, I have to understand that even though I love washing my own car and I actually like mowing lawns and watering my, my trees and garden, I can't do that anymore. I, I get paid $627 when I did solar, $627 an hour um, is what I made. So when I was out working eight hours a day, I was making $627 an hour. So yeah. if I'm back home and I have to go, you know, pick up my dog poop, dude, I'm just the point where I wasn't even, it's kind of sound bad, but I wasn't even walking my own dogs. <laughs> like I had an assistant that would walk my dogs because it was important <laughs> to me, first of all, that my dogs got walked. But second off, they need to be walked for like an hour or two hours, not just 20 minutes. Yeah. So um, yes, should anybody? Yes, uh, if you, let's just say, for instance, let me give an exact example. If let's say you you're a manager, you're an, you're a an, uh, system manager, and you have maybe a, another system manager or a manager with you, you should absolutely have your own virtual assistant. If you're doing individually eighty to one hundred deals, absolutely. Why are you turning in your own deals? Why are why are you doing proposal creation and pipeline management, and that doesn't make you any money? I know it leads to money. Yeah. Right? I get it's directly connected, but why are you doing pipeline and proposal management when mm. your assistant can do it? Trust me, Taylor, if you can do it, you're, you can teach your assistant how to do it. There's two apps you need to use loom and tango and tango okay. tango. And then, and then just a Google doc. Okay. Step-by-step. Step, I call it the operation buyer time back mm. method. Um, have a, a, a Google doc that has how to create a solo proposal. Okay. And then, through tango it's a it's a chrome plugin on your computer or on your ipad you go through the steps and then you adjust the like the, you, you clean it up you have to clean it up a little bit because it's not exactly perfect yeah. um then it'll it'll show you step by step how to walk you through how to create the proposal mm. and then you loom the whole thing meaning it's it's screen recording the whole thing and you're talking back to it so now mm. you have hey mr assistant mrs assistant I'm going to show you how to create a solar proposal. I'm going to show you how to. Ch- I'm going to show you how to change the uh, the, the design in SunRun. I'm going to show you how to change the design in SunPower. I'm going to show you how to change. You know how to how to do whatever, Taylor. All of it. Yeah. Why are you Why are you doing any of these things yourself? You sh- but how to do that is using Tango, which is AI, and using Loom, which is, in theory is AI.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's so true. It's like I look back look back on my beginning years, especially if you think about. Like most of these proposal softwares have gotten a lot easier and quicker to use, so that's makes it nice. But especially like back in the first couple of years I was in solar, it literally took like probably 20, 30. yeah, like 20, 30 uh, minutes Psycho. to, <laughs> to create like, a proposal. Yeah. yeah, so like all the all those hours added up just making proposals, and then you get an appointment, it's a no show they weren't there. And you just spent 30 minutes making the proposal. It's like, freak. Could have went out and got a couple couple more leads doing that. So Yeah, all these things now, it's like so much time that it amounts to and that you're literally buying back, paying someone five, 10 bucks an hour to help with these things. So yeah, I think we talk all day. And I know we talked about a lot about that in our podcast. We did as well. But yeah, I 100% agree. It's something that most guys, most door to door people don't think about. And it's, Huge opportunity, guys are missing out on there. Um, But yeah, and then like just to wrap up with that thought, though, like for you and your business, what are all the things that you have? I know you mentioned some of them, some of them already, but is there anything else that you have your like VAs assistants do that save you a bunch of time? Um, Yeah, so
1: I built I built out a software for I built out a software actually for solar people um, that does the uh, it's an automated customer experience software so. We build out workflows. We built out workflows to be able to talk with your homeowner every time it moves stages from site survey design, permitting, install, so on and so forth. And then it contacts the customer 18 times after install. Wow. And so it keeps in contact with them. So it, it automates the customer experience from sale to PTO. And then it's a referral machine after that. It sent, automatically sends handwritten thank you cards to the homeowners, sends out flyers, things like that. Happy Veterans Day. Happy. So a bunch of them got. Happy Father's Day! All the fathers got Happy Father's Day handwritten cards from Taylor Armstrong to their home. It was really so. That's you want to stay in front of your customers. You want to get referrals. That's how to do that. So that so they built my assistants build those things out, as well as in my own personal business. So my two main businesses is um you know the Mikey Lucas brand who which gets a lot of time, and then the American Energy Fund. So inside of those, my assistants are continuing to make sure like, hey, we have to we have to put out a, you know, we have to put out four articles a week, Entrepreneur, Inc. Magazine, LinkedIn, and Medium or whatever, Reddit. So it's like, hey, we've got all these topics like they're going to go through this podcast and see something that i talked about here they're going to transcribe it using otter okay and then otters they're going to throw that into chat gbt and they're going to have chat gbt find the the key points that i talked about in here and then like th- they're probably going to get a, a, a va like article out of this i guarantee it. watch um <laughs> they go and find that to be able to put out on the internet so whenever somebody looks up you know whatever right how do i f- become more efficient effective and productive right or how do i maximize my solar leads whatever like yeah. mike lucas has an article on entrepreneurship. Or on Inc. or on LinkedIn about it. So now yeah. my my personal brand is continuing to grow. That's all my VAs, my my That's my awesome. assistants. I don't call them it's VA as a sometimes a negative connotation. I don't even like saying VA, but um, my assistants, my team members.
0: Um, yeah,
1: I treat them like humans because they are humans. They have families. So I, uh, yeah. I buy their I buy their kids, you know, Christmas presents on Christmas. It's cool. Um, nice. but yeah, they uh, pushing the Mikey Lucas branding and then pushing the American Hundred Fund branding. So um, I just hired a girl last week. Because now we've got all the social media stuff to you. I don't post on my social media. I am in the DMs but I don't post on social media. Um, there, There's is there two people that are in charge of posting on my social media and making sure that the uh, messages and things like that. So a lot of times if it's like a, a lead that wants to get the mastermind or whatever, like they know how to push that through. But if it's yeah. like a normal conversation, like Mikey, what about taxes? What about investing? Whatever. I'm the one doing all of that. And they will screenshot that, send that to me, or put it in a, a, a section called starred in our software. Um, and I'll have to go through and make sure that I answer back to those, those messages so they mm-hmm. help me organize. Taylor, you probably do too. Hundreds of messages a week. I mean, I'm talking hundreds, bro. Hundreds. Yeah. Can't ha- I can't keep up to all of them, but they'll filter out the ones that are like, hey, like this is pretty urgent. This guy wants help. Do you want me to put him on your calendar or whatever? So, they help manage my calendar, they help manage my travel, they help manage dude, like my assistant books my haircuts, like I get haircut, like she's she they they know like, you know, what where is Mikey humming at the best like, like, it, like, it's almost like tuning a race car. Where's Mikey humming at, at, yeah. at you know, at 6,000, 5,000 RPM. Where's he humming at, you know, not yeah. like, uh, right. Cause a lot of solar guys are, uh, you know, moving around and they're like, they don't organize. So uh, my assistants helped me with all of my life too. You know, Mikey, yeah. you know, looks like, you know, there's a, a deal at the movie theater that you guys love to go to. Why don't you take Ryan on a date? Like, dude, they just uh, look out for things like cool. that for me. And I've trained them to look for
0: things like that for me too. Nice. That's so cool. Yeah, and I think course, that's every so guy's
1: dream. Yeah. Guys also can do recruiting too. So you can have your people out. Uh, I do. I've had. I've helped hire virtual assistants. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I okay. forgot about that. Like, let me let me talk about the, the, your your listeners. Yeah. You can have your your virtual assistants, your assistants in your in your Instagram posting on social media for you. Going to Canva. Finding a cool quote that you like from Elon Musk or from you, your personal yourself, putting that in Canva and posting it on the internet, and come up with like thirty of those a month. Just posting pictures; you don't even have to do videos, or whatever. Like everyone thinks, like I got to go find all these, like you know, I got to pay ten grand a month for a videographer. It's like no, you don't. Just yeah. take your camera, go outside, and say, "I'm knocking on doors today." Follow for more, whatever, right? And then your virtual assistant can be reaching out to people, liking, commenting, sharing
0: their stuff, and then bada bing, bada boom. Now you're now you're you know you're building your recru- your recruiting file. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And I love it. Um, that's something I'm trying to build out. Cause I've seen you have it super dialed and I'm like, man, Mike, Mike, he's like all over the place on social media. How he, how is he doing this? And I'm like, okay, he's probably not doing it all. <laughs> he's nope. got a team. <laughs> so
1: well, I listened to Gary V right. Gary V said, yep. if you you don't have a personal brand, which you've obviously been doing and doing yep. great at, you, so you know, you might think you're behind me, but you're only like a couple posts a month behind me. You're not very far behind me. You're right there. You. Um, but Gary Vee says, dude, if you don't have a social media, a brand like the Taylor Armstrong brand, the Solarpreneur brand, if you don't have that, you're going to be irrelevant in a few years. So you've already been building yours. You're already 10 steps ahead of everybody else, which is great. But the other side of it is, you know, you got to just, it's just posting more stuff. So finding, you know, finding people, which you've obviously are starting to post on YouTube now. So if, if you guys aren't listening to solopreneur on, on, on YouTube, make sure that you find the link below and, and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, because there's a lot of really good nuggets there too. that Taylor puts out that he doesn't put out on, on his regular podcast uh, uh, apps. Because YouTube yeah. is cool too, but you just gotta be posting slightly more. And then Alex Tramosi says, you know, if you're posting 30 times a month, you need to be posting 80 times a week. So I post 80 wow. times a week now. I just, wow. I'm not the smart one. I just, again, Invest like a billionaire, not like a millionaire. Post on social media like a billionaire, not like a millionaire. So I'm just doing yeah. uh, quote unquote 10X or what everyone else is doing.
0: Yeah, that's money. And love Taylor, it, if, you
1: need, if you need more virtual assistants for your social media, let me know. I just interviewed like four of them. Okay. One.
0: Yeah, well, no, I'd love to talk more because I've got, I've got one virtual assistant right now and she's trying to do a lot. But yeah, sometimes yeah, can, it's like... Yeah, a lot even for I her. Over-
1: I, mean. I overloaded mine. I'm like, I feel so bad. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I yeah. feel so bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, man. yeah. But then it's like, like you said, it's just because you get a VA doesn't mean you're gonna start doing all these things. Like you got to create the systems. So That's been my mistake too. Is I just think, oh, I'm gonna go do what Mikey's doing. But then I don't. We don't have a system for her responding to comments. We don't have yeah. a system for her posting. So of course, it's not not gonna be as dialed in. Cause you got to create all these things. So yeah. it's something I'm, I'm uh, I'm helping.
1: Uh, I'm helping Ashton. Uh, our, our, our both of our good friend Ashton, helping nice. him out with it. Um, I'll love. I can jump on another call and, and show you. I mean, under the hood, exactly what I'm doing. There's no secret here. It's just. Yeah. You just need a. You just. I know what most superpreneurs like yourself need is you just don't want to make the wrong step. So it's like you're just going to yeah. try to keep going because it's working, but to get to the next level. You're like, dude, I don't want to make the wrong step up there because if I make right. the wrong step, everything everything below that crumbles. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I'll jump on a call and show you under the hood exactly what I'm
0: doing. Sweet. Thanks, man. There you go. Abundance mindset. Love it. I'll have,
1: I'll have my assistant
0: send you the calendar right now. <laughs> okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh well, cool, man. The boy. Um Yeah, just to start uh, transitioning or start wrapping up here. I know you're a busy guy, Mikey. But last thing I want to touch on before we uh, say goodbye here is obviously you're helping guys with their finances. And, you know, it's like we're all making great money in solar, but there's so many guys that are still broke. There's so many guys that don't have investments, that don't have passive income. And I'm just now starting to get more into that, um, which is something I would have thought about before. But um, and I know you've helped me with my finances um, before in the past when we've talked a little bit about that too. But yeah, can you speak to that? Just, I don't know, maybe some basic things to wrap up. Like what are the mistakes these solar guys are making and how do you get people, these five figure passive investments, how much money does it take? I don't know, maybe just like some frequently asked questions you get around that. Sure, sure. So
1: I'll give you kind of my my like 30 second elevator pitch on this. So okay. most, most accredited investors or most investors know that there's a fortune to be made In the energy industry, right? Usually it's reserved to the elite of the elite, right? The top 1% of the 1%. And it also comes with a a super high risk, right? So when you align, this is the key here, when you align with insiders that specialize in locating, filtering, structuring these specific profitable deals, investments, in other words, have a seat at the table, you can actually capitalize, create a sustainable, economical future through investing in American infrastructure and technology, which is why the American Energy Fund does what we do. Yeah. So when you're a traditional trader, venture capitalist, you know, institutional investor, you already know that it's very hard, but yet important to locate these specific deals. So the hard part is Taylor's finding the deals. When you're a Golden Door Award winner, you're doing Golden Door stuff all day long. So how do you locate these deals? And how do you find time to do that? Okay? Yeah. But also something that 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 aligns with your risk tolerance. And you have to, you know, you can partner with funds that you you need to have funds and, and syndications that have a clean track record. Okay. And that can deploy, actually deploy your capital without really the government stepping in and saying, oh, we're shutting down the solar industry over here or we're shutting down the real estate side over here or whatever. So my fund does give access to those niche investments that create a sustainable growth without the the retail level risks and high level requirements to actually get into, and that actually provides a path to a diverse portfolio, cash flowing assets, and a profitable exits. Um, so obviously people investing in stocks, bonds, ETFs, real estate, public companies, whatever, binary options, S&P 500, life insurance, all that. You may know that in other, in other, in, in other words, the other the energy, I'm sorry, so you can know that basically you don't have access to these high, uh, these these high level of, of of investments because it's it's extremely complicated to get into, right? Yeah. But the key here is that there's plenty of hedge fund managers, risky option traders, and these guys on the internet and even on social media, TikTok, talking about all these foolish, optimistic uh, investments. Right, that's mm-hmm. why you see like Bitcoin, all these Bitcoin rich guys that are, you know, they're not rich anymore. Where are they at? Where's all these NFT guys at? Not that NFTs are going to make a comeback, okay? Because I'm probably sure they will, but yeah. where's all those guys at anymore, okay? And maybe you're tired at, maybe you're tired, Taylor, of having not having access to insider knowledge and, and, and that provides you with consistent deal flow and you know having solutions through yeah. uns, you know unsustainable speculations and high risk. Maybe you, maybe you are tired of that. That's mm-hmm. where that's where you need to have a specific. Um, a company and partnerships, right? Your network, which is what it ultimately comes down to Taylor is if you don't have a network that has those good jockeys then it's going to be, you're going to work forever, make bad decisions because you're, you you do not have the time to look at those like thoroughly and actually do great due diligence on them. Okay. That's the elevator pitch. If you don't have that time because you're out family, business, running an office, yeah. recruiting, social media, podcasts, everything, you need to find through networking These people that have already done it, that have a good clean track record. And I've got thirty over thirty thousand dollars a month in passive income. I have dude done a lot, a lot, a lot of bad things and mistakes when it comes to financial investing. And that is why I know I'm confident that I'm making much better decisions. And it's hard. It's like, you know, it's like in solar. Like, why working under Taylor Armstrong? Because Taylor has had a golden door, has hit the golden door, right? Taylor has a successful marriage, Taylor has good kids. Right? Why do I want to work for Taylor Armstrong? Is because Taylor has the track record. Why do you want mm-hmm. to invest into guys that have good track re- like good track records? Is because you want to work for ten years in door door sales in the summer in the heat and then go bankrupt. Okay, yeah. you, you can't just think you, you can't think that you're not gonna hit. You're not gonna go bankrupt. You're not gonna lose it all. Okay, Kurt Schilling, Money Mayweather, uh, uh, Mike Tyson, Michael Jackson, all, all these people that they, they had hundreds of millions of dollars. Mike Tyson hit was paid a half of a billion dollars and he's like negative 26 million dollars how is that possible because they didn't have a strategy so the mistake these guys are having is one they're just they they're they're doing too much emotional taylor emotional investing anybody could make money in 2020 2021 2022 i don't care if you can make money in that i'm going to show people and this is what i do i show people how i made money and i'm going to continue to make money when the market goes down Mm. that's what the key is anybody can make money when the market's up but the key is networking with people and saying, "Hey, let me pay for your time. Show me how to make money in a down market. Anybody can make money in an up market, Taylor. It's super easy."
0: Yeah, I love that. So, just like in general, how much to start getting in these investments and all that? Like, how much do people need? If someone's listening, is like, "Oh, I can't afford this, Mikey." Like, how much do people really need to start kind of make, doing some of these investments with you guys?
1: Um, so, with, with us personally, with American Energy Fund, uh, they need a hundred grand minimum. Here's the here's the basics, right? You 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 got to think about. In hundred grand increments, so saving, okay. uh, putting aside a hundred grand is is roughly with like the S and P five hundred or just an average ten percent rule. The ten percent rule I call it is eight hundred and thirty three dollars a month in passive income. So if you mm-hmm. if you get a ten percent return with the hundred grand, every hundred grand you invest should give you eight thirty three a month. So if you okay. need, you know. $2,400 a month in passive income, you need right $300,000, which, yeah. which is what you should be shooting for. So think about it in $100,000 increments okay, and a roughly a 10% ten return. Um, you're not going to get 10% return investing in a single family properties, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But why does everybody, Taylor, why does everybody, what's the first thing they want to invest into? Real estate. Well, if a billionaire says when everyone's optimistic, you should be pessimistic. And when everyone's pessimistic about it, you should be optimistic about it. That's why mm-hmm. I stayed in energy and I did get into real estate. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a big real estate portfolio, but it's not single family properties. I've got one mm-hmm. single family property. Everything mm-hmm. else, commercial, land, industrial. Yeah. So you should think about it in hundred thousand dollar increments. People can do fifty thousand dollar increments as well um, and do other syndications and things like that. But you should think about it in a hundred thousand dollar increment. And it is not as complicated as you think it is to get the hundred grand because that hundred grand is eight thirty three a month. And our fund, our target is actually $1,600 a month for every 100 grand. It's actually yeah. not 833. So it's it's 20%. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's our target right now. Okay. And so if I'm a rep listening to this and want to do investments, because some people are like, oh, I'm just going to invest like 1000 here, here, 1000 there, throw it on Robinhood, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. like you suggest... Instead of like, I don't know, just throwing a thousand bucks around here and there, is it better to just like put this money in a separate account and get to a hundred grand and then make these big investments? Is that like generally what you suggest people do?
1: So here's what I did. And this is what got me to 30,000 over 30, just over, just over $30,000 a month of passive income. I needed to be in the game. I automated two investments, one in energy transfer, which is a pipeline, uh, stock and the other one was realty income. So I wanted to get my foot in the door with energy and with real estate. So I started an automation inside of Robinhood um, that was buying $100 a week into real realty income and into energy transfer. So I was I was continually getting the, hey, you're an investor in and in, 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 uh, energy transfer. Why don't you jump on the calls? So I would listen to the calls every once in a while, and I would read the reports, portions of the reports, not all of it, but I would read it. So I started to get like knowledgeable about it. And then I started looking at myself like, Oh my gosh, I am a I am a an, I am a um, an energy investor. I'm investing in energy. Warren Buffett owns Oxy and Chevron. Like he's the largest shareholder of these companies, like owns them, right? I wanted yeah. to get myself to think like I'm a, I'm an energy investor. Then in real estate, instead of going and buying a single family property, I invested, okay? So if you guys are listening, you can't do $100 a week, do $10 a week. Automate the system, maybe not go spend $1,000 here and there. Automate the system where you can do $10 a week, $20 a week, whatever, $100 a month, whatever you can automate it through reoccurring purchases and Robinhood and do that that's what I did and then okay. put the rest of the money 10 20 30% of your paycheck into a separate account called your freedom fund or investment fund and just lay but hey 100 grand this is what this is what I'm going to this is what I'm going to I'm going to wait till 100 grand and then start investing but at the same time you're getting little micro investments and you're getting monthly and quarterly paychecks from energy transfer and realty income so you're now and you're thinking like an investor and you're mm. continually investing every single day, every technically every day, right? Um, into those, uh, into those stocks. That's what I did.
0: Mm, okay, and that worked very, that. very,
1: very well because it was always like really cool to like every every few weeks or whatever you'd see like like oh, you just got paid three dollars and eighty two cents from realty income. Like yes, passive income. Nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other huge key in this is like you said, taking a percentage of what you make and just putting it in the freedom fund. I remember that's one of the biggest things I learned from you, Mikey and something that like Tony Robbins talks about money, master the game. Most guys don't do this. Just like taking that set percentage and just having it automatically go away every time I think is massive. And yeah, how you just do it without thinking about it. So yeah.
1: I don't even, I don't notice,
0: I don't notice hundred dollars a week.
1: So find out what that is if, as you, as a listener, Find yeah. out what that is. If it's five dollars a week, ten dollars a week, like five dollars should be like you know a tall coffee at Starbucks, right? It's twenty twenty three. Tall coffee at Starbucks, five bucks. Yeah. Right, that's a coffee a week that you're putting toward. And again, that might not seem like a lot, but also guess what I did because I talk about coffee a lot like that, I actually started buying $25 a week in Starbucks. That's one of my best performing stocks right now. I'm not a big <laughs> stock guy, but I am a automation guy because I'm a, I am ai wanted to, my stock portfo- of my investment portfolio, my stocks are less than 5% of, my, of, of the portfolio. But it's yeah. cool. It's like, it's fun. Like I'm still participating in the stock market and it might be $25 here, $25 there. Or it's really like about $1,000 a month I'll put into it. But that's such a small portion of my portfolio. But yeah, I buy, I buy my wife buys Starbucks like every day. So like, not every day now, but she used to for a while. So I was like, screw yeah. it. I'm going to make money on Starbucks. So I
0: started doing 20 <laughs> once a week. There you go. Make money off her purchases. Smart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I actually have. No, it's not. I haven't made my money back, obviously,
0: but you know, her money, yeah. it's whatever. You get the point. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, cool, Mikey. Well, I know we could spend hours more on this stuff, but yeah, if people do want to like join your mastermind, potentially start learning more of this stuff from you, get way more in depth. What's the best way to do that? And how could they potentially start working with you
1: yeah uh i mean reaching out on instagram is the best way to go i can get you some links you can put the links in the show notes whatnot too um cool that way uh that way you know we could do um we can help 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 taylor back out and promote you know taylor taylor's taylor's uh whole journey as well um but yeah instagram at mikey lucas that's the best way to go best way to get a hold of me like if you text me it's probably not gonna get answered thanks <laughs> again yeah. yeah
0: okay sweet so for all the listeners yeah invest in yourself and yeah go consider working with a guy like mikey that can help you know the investments you should make and if anything go hit him up on instagram this guy is dropping fire content go follow his podcasts and uh yeah get your golden door award if you haven't already so just to end here do you have any uh final uh words of wisdom or final advice that you give to like maybe a struggling solar rep or someone that's just starting out in solar cells mikey they could uh leave us with.
1: Yeah, man. Um, let me try to do one that I haven't done in a long time or haven't done ever. Um, Taylor, I think people are are taking it too serious. I'll give you two. I think people are taking it too serious. Um, I think you need to have more fun. I'm not having, I'm not, I'm talking like strategic fun, like, like just by smiling fun. I'm not talking like going, skipping school and going to the movies, skipping door to door and going to the movies. That's not fun. I'm not talking that fun. I'm talking like while you're on doors, freaking smile, dude smile. Uh, nice. First tip, freaking smile. Okay. Um, second tip, Taylor, would be if you don't, if you work for somebody else, so I don't care if you work for somebody else or if you're the owner, you the owner still works for your guy. You still work for your guys. You know that. Yeah. If you're like a setter, closer, manager, whatever, and you're not the owner, you need to become so valuable in that office, not region that they like that. They need you. To continue to run their business. Mm. If you're not, if you're not d- like becoming more valuable to your office, like you want to know why you're not getting the attention whatever is because you're, you're not, you want to know why you're not motivated to read more sales books or, or business books is because you don't think you need it. Mm. You don't think you need the information from those books. Yeah. When you become so valuable that that company, that office needs you to, to, yeah. to continue to move forward, then brother, you're you're of extreme value Mm, boom there you go
0: sweet that's fire so mikey thanks again for coming on guys go shoot mikey a follow and yeah enjoy the process smile when you're out there working today and thanks again for coming on mikey thank you taylor appreciate it man yeah we'll talk soon hey solarpreneurs are you sick and tired of spinning your wheels every month and not seeing your sales increase well so was i and the truth is i was never able to improve it until I figured out what was going wrong. So that's why I'm excited to announce for a limited time, we are doing a free sales diagnostic. We'll break down your sales process, figure out the holes in your business, and see how we can help you improve. So at now, we have six bucks for this month. So book a call now. Don't miss out. What you're going to do is send an email to taylor at solarpreneurs.com. That's Taylor at solarpreneurs with an S.com. I'll send you out a calendar link and we will figure out the time that works best. So shoot that email and let's increase your sales.